and he's gone. <laughs> and gave, they, thank yeah. you for coming, Rylan. <laughs> yeah, we gave him a huge compliment, and he's like, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> you don't need me anymore. Oh, oh no. That's too funny. Well, I wonder if he ran out of batteries or something. That might have that's might have been exactly what happened. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> do you want to wrap us up there, Adam? <laughs> You're listening to the Adam and Kyle podcast, where we hope to ignite inspiration through seeking the extraordinary in the ordinary. We will bring you episodes where we will let you in on our decades-long journey as friends and have conversations with guests about their passions, learning through lived experiences, and what challenges and excites them. Also, listen for bonus episodes that revolve around our shared love for music as we take a deep dive into our favorite bands, albums, and what we're spinning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Adam and Kyle podcast. I am Adam, and I'm sitting here with brand new cat dad, <laughs> Kyle Riggy. <laughs> Kyle, just got a, Kyle just got a new cat. Yeah, so, she. Uh, her name's Cleocatra, and she's locked in the bathroom right now because she's so stressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking she might make a guest appearance on this podcast, but uh, probably not this week. Probably the next one. Maybe a later day. That's right. Uh, and we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, he is a Salmon Arm BC native, and his name is Rylan Wood. And he likes to swing things and hit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and we will and we will get into that a little bit later as to what exactly that means. <laughs> but Rylan Wood, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hello, and thanks for having me. Anytime. Uh, yeah, I love that intro, Rylan. You and I have known each other for a while, and as long as I've known you both in your work and in your passion all you do is swing things and hit stuff it really is all i do all day and all night <laughs> we don't need to know about the like after hours swinging and hitting stuff but... yeah we'll keep that one for uh for off off air mm -hmm, exactly yeah, so for this me... go ahead adam i was gonna say when you sent me over the the little bio always trying to ask our guests to send over bio and you send me over this like little paragraph. But then at the end, you're just like, you could just say that I swing, swing things and hit stuff. And I said, that works better. Yeah, it captures me. It really does. Perfect. So for the sake of our listeners and those who haven't read the bio that you sent, uh, do you want to explain what that means? <laughs> that where I swing things and hit stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, my day job, I'm a carpenter. So swing and hammer, yep. hitting all, all kinds of things. And uh, lots of wood. <laughs> lots of wood. Yeah. Lots of nails, lots of wood. Um, and then for my passion and my, I guess you could call it evening career, uh, I play music, uh, play the drums. So once again, swinging, swinging things and, and hitting stuff. <laughs> I play the drums. <laughs> it's yeah. perfect. Right on. That's, uh, that's awesome. So, uh, what, uh, like you're living in Vancouver right now and you're not, yeah. and you're not drowning, I hope, which is good. No, <laughs> no, we are, we're, we got lucky in Vancouver itself. Um, but the, uh, the Valley is struggling right now, which is, uh, it's pretty sad. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm up in I'm in Langley, so I'm pretty close to you actually. You're in Langley? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no yeah, idea so, you were in Vancouver. <laughs> so I yeah, knew both. Well, then, then, <laughs> <laughs> keeping secrets again, Kyle. Um, so yeah, so then you obviously, uh, I mean, you're you're right beside the action. Yeah, pretty close. I'm I'm also fortunately like just out of it. I mean, Fort Langley got hit a little bit. Yeah. But obviously Abbotsford and beyond got the, got the blunt of it. So yeah, that's crazy. So where, and whereabouts in Langley are, are you? Uh, I'm just on, I'm on 200th street and like 54th, 54th Ave. Okay. I've, I used to uh, play Gabby's all the time. Oh yeah. Good old Gabby's before it shut down. So yeah, I frequented, uh, Langley quite often. Yeah, that, that was a good spot. It was a it was a great spot. It uh, it'll be missed, and totally. uh, hopefully, uh, I know the owner, and um, okay, and I'm hoping uh, once things really kind of kick back into gear, uh, there's there's a little there's a little glimmer of hope that uh, there'll be a new a new venue. So fingers nice. crossed. Fingers crossed. Definitely. That's very exciting. I like playing venues. <laughs> <laughs> right now, all I do is, is play with myself, as my dad says. So. Yeah. Well, that can be fun, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, to an extent. I'd, ra- I'd rather play with myself in front of people, though. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that, well, that, is, that is my passion. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, Ryland, you and I met... Uh, base. I went to my a friend's house after uh, an exam day, and I was having beers on a tailgate. And you came over, and you had extremely long hair, and you had these white <laughs> shade like uh, uh slat sunglasses on. <laughs> and my first impression was, "Who is this guy? <laughs> and why is he wandering <laughs> over here?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's that's a fair that's fair <laughs> yeah but then uh then as as the beers flowed we got into it and we started talking about music we started talking about bands we were in at the time yeah. and uh i was in the band i was in at the time i can't remember yeah it was when i was in um asopian with adam well, and, I, was just, I was gonna ask if this was at the same time we were in a band together yeah it was it was around the time we were well we were looking for a bass player before we found craig <laughs> Oh, that, that far ago. Hey. Yeah. So Rylan and I got into it and I was telling him about the music we were playing and I said, Hey Rylan, do you know any bass players? And and he goes, no, but do you? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, I could play the bass. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a real, it was a real interesting conversation and how it, how it turned from you were looking for a bass player. Uh, the group I was in was looking for a bass player, and I somehow talked you into playing bass for us. Uh, and <laughs> there, it all worked out actually. Yeah. Really so, did. so the next time I, I met Rylan was actually in his house, and I was auditioning of sorts for for the band that we played in for years after that. And I played yeah. as the bass player, and that's actually when I picked up bass for the group that Adam and I were in as well briefly, and then we picked up Craig. And then I kind of swung back around to bass um, after Adam and I had parted ways for that one project. But uh, yeah, that that was kind of the timing of all that. So for long-term huh. listeners, you can kind of place that in the in the history here. You can, yeah. Yeah. 
so that uh yeah and we played together rylan for years that was we've traveled through bc lots we did lots of lots of road trips lots of time on the road and uh played a uh, lot of weddings yeah well lots of uh alberta bc all over Mm -hmm. um Mm. yeah uh lots of uh, festivals weddings corporate shows rodeos uh rodeos and rodeos and uh, i mean there's got to be some stories there. Oh, there's a lot of stories. Uh, and we <laughs> we played how many how many ghost towns in Alberta? I think uh, at least three or four. I was gonna say three. Yeah, I know I know three for sure. But uh, yeah, it's definitely some interesting interesting we're, road trips. A lot of fun. We were trying to follow in Chad Kroger's footsteps and playing the really ghost were. towns of Alberta. We really were. Yeah. <laughs> give us like a give us like a juicy. Like a juicy road story, preferably one that embarrasses Kyle. Well, I was just, I was, you know what? You're in luck. Perfect. <laughs> so we were playing, I believe it was Jenner or Buffalo, Alberta. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? I'm thinking it was Jenner. And we were, we, uh, Kyle and I, um, were drinking beers afterwards with, with a bunch of, bunch of the the folks that were at the the show and uh it it's jenner was just in the distance where you could drive back to uh headquarters so we were we were we had a dd which was john our, our lead guy and we were driving back uh quite late pitch black and we were somewhere near gleeshan and uh both kyle and i really really had to uh go to the washroom and obviously it was, there was, I mean, there's nothing out that way. It's pitch black. Right. And uh, pitch black, but the, 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 the vehicle was moving all over the road. We had the trailer with all of our gear in the back and, um, and things were blowing by. It was, it was something was going on, but we had no, no idea. And it was uh, anyways. So John stopped the car. We got out. And as soon as we slightly opened the door, the doors just swung open. There's crazy winds. And uh, Kyle, Kyle gets out, and he's uh, he starts to uh, starts to urinate, <laughs> but it starts blowing back right, <laughs> right at him. <laughs> so he's he's trying to dodge his pee, yeah. <laughs> and I'm also trying to dodge mm. mine. I think I think I did a little bit better. I fared a little bit better than him, uh, but we were both killing ourselves laughing. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, anyways, the next morning we, uh, we woke up and oh, found out man. that there was a, a tornado blew through Gleeson. So we were somewhere oh, near it. We were somewhere <laughs> probably right beside the thing trying, trying to stand up. Anyways. Yeah. I, I watched Kyle run, run from his pee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It was good. It was funny. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. The flip side of that story is I brag about peeing in a tornado. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) I came face to face with death. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Also, Rylan, are you wearing a twin sales shirt? Uh, Yeah, I am. And uh, a Dat Juice hat. Beautiful. And I'm wearing a Four Winds sweater. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Juxtapose. Oh yeah. I just had, I'm had one the other day. I'm having the, uh, 
cherry Paris right now from them. Have you had that? I haven't. No, I haven't. Oh, you must. It's very good. <laughs> I actually, it's funny because I got all this, this beer tire and I don't, uh, I, I've been off the beers for some time now. Oh, yeah. Um, well, off the alcohol, I should say, for some time. But uh, uh, I know um, the owner, or one of the owners of Twin Sales very well. He is my my partner's oh, cool. brother-in-law. So I get lots of free free gear. And free I, swag. I, love, nice. I love swag and I love hats. I love, <laughs> I love snapbacks and tees, tees and sweaters and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm usually decked out. I'm a walking advertisement. People are like, love Have you, oh, I love this one. I'm like, yeah, you bet. It's great. <laughs> I mean, I've, <laughs> I've sampled. I've sampled most of them. Um, Good Clean Fun is a is a really nice, crisp IPA. Um, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of their stuff's really good. Yeah, they they're, they do a good job. They Definitely. really do. Absolutely. Cool. So, Ryan, let's take a step back in uh, history. And do you want to tell us a little bit, a little bit about your life before you and I met? Oh, it was boring, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I brought a light to your life. You did, yeah. No, um, uh, well, no, it's it's never actually been boring. It's been quite quite wild. Uh, let's see, what was I doing? Shortly before I met you, I was living in Europe. Um, and actually when I came back, that's when I met John and we started Scarecrow. Uh, and I mean, I guess going all the way back before that, I, school in school in, uh, the shoe swap, lots of sports, lots of music, um, leading up to uh, a short stint of college in Kelowna, which I went there for the wrong reasons. And uh, <laughs> that became apparent quite quickly. Plus I turned 19 there and, and it was, we were in the clubs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to succeed in university when you're not really focused on it. <laughs> focused on yeah. the on the on the fun aspect the of life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. especially in Kelowna too. Yeah. The extracurricular activities really got me. And um uh yeah, no, it just wasn't uh I was going like I said, I was going there for the wrong reasons and um I didn't really care, I should say. Right. So I was short lived, but, um, yeah. So from there, I back and forth from, I lived in Vancouver shortly for, for a period of time playing music. I moved out with a band, uh, back to the shoe swap and then over to Europe. What and, brought you to Europe? Was it, was it music as well? No, it was a, it was a girl. It was a girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh <laughs> nice um nice. yeah 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 she was studying she was studying in europe she actually got a lot of money from the from the university to go over and study she's a brilliant brilliant girl um and so i moved over there with her uh got a job bartending and um had a great time uh coming back from from Europe is when I, like I said, I met John and shortly after that we were in Calgary. And shortly after that, I put on some white slatted sunglasses, <laughs> <and> <laughs> got, 
fairly drunk and walked over to my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bunch of stuff in between, but it's, oh, of course. Um, you know. yeah. There you go. What, what did you start taking in school? What were you, I was taking, I was taking uh, business and I was, um, majoring in, yeah, majoring in, in marketing and, and i mean qu quite frankly it was i it was, a lot of it seemed like it was common sense i like i liked the uh the accounting and the um uh economics uh but a bunch of it seemed it just i don't know it just seemed like yeah, you, you should start a business instead of <laughs> go to business school. Uh, right. there was, yeah. there was useful, there was useful things there for sure. I mean, uh, I, again, accounting, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. I, we should be taught that in, in, um, secondary school. I think uh, that should be a course. Everyone should learn. Absolutely. Uh, You've got um, such a bad relationship with money as a society. Yeah. And mostly it, and it's, it's just because you don't know. Well, and that, yeah. that, sh that should, there's no reason that should be the case. Um, and, uh, yeah. I mean, it was real dry. I was really young, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, got to the drinking, uh, age and, um, and, uh, yeah, I just was having more fun than doing schoolwork, let's say. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. That happens. It does happen. Yeah. Um, I did want to touch on a little bit cause any excuse I get to talk about sports, yeah, oh, I like I like to take it because you mentioned, yeah, uh, in the little bio you you sent us that you were actually pretty heavy into sports, like yeah, up until uh, high school. So I was curious uh, what you were, what you were into, yeah, and what uh, just out of high school too. Uh, mainly football. Oh yeah, and um, I played. I mean, I'm going through school and played, you know, basketball, volleyball, the you know. The, the typical kind of school sports that you'd play. But um, we had a, we started a team in Sycamus, a soccer team, kind of a ragtag group of us. And we ended up in the Salmon Arm League. And uh, the thing about Sycamus, it's, it's weird. It's got a, it's got a, it's a cesspool for, for athletic ta like talent. Hmm. I mean, we, we have multiple NHL players from this, from Sycamus. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. So, uh, anyways, our, our soccer team ended up in this, in this particular league, ended up doing very well, um, throughout the years. We, we, we had the same team going for almost seven years. So we got to, got to play with each other quite well. And, um, I started playing Bantam football, uh, when I was in grade nine or grade nine, I think. And then over to, um, high school. Uh, that's when I went to, I, that's actually why I started going to school in Salmon Arm. Cause I, I grew up in Sycamus, but okay. uh, I had a lot of friends in Salmon Arm and then football is what took me to go to school there and, um, played, uh, ended up actually playing triple A. Our team went triple A varsity. So we came down and we played, <laughs> we played like WJ Mowat and Rick Hansen and North South Delta and, and right. we, we got our butts kicked, Yeah, you know, we, we were, uh, we were uh, kind of a grab, whatever you could for our, our football team. And we were playing against, you know, teams that had massive tryouts and guys that were really working hard for their, uh, you know, their football career. And so, um, 
there was a uh, the few guys on our team that were talented really really Sean but <laughs> we got we got smoked and then mm-hmm. uh, from the uh, funny enough um, because we had let's say um, our, our our line our defensive line wasn't the strongest so I, I played free safety mm-hmm. uh, and um, and I could tackle. I was, you know, I was, I was pretty good at tackling. And, uh, so our line would just fall apart. And that means our our linebackers were blocked. And, uh, I ended up getting, I ended up having ridiculous stats for a, for a free safety in the league. Um, my numbers were, were higher than most defensive backs which which shouldn't be the case for a free safety you're right. like you're kind of the last line of defense you're helping out where you can you know you sometimes you run a blitz and so my numbers were very high i mean again i was i was doing the tackling so that was good but i got um i had some scouts come from sfu to my high school and uh where they were oh. talking to me about scholarships and stuff um and uh, that's when I found out that you need uh, Canadian scholarships and American scholarships for football are quite, quite different, yeah. <laughs> both money and academics. Um, if you excel in Canada, if you excel, 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 you still need to have a certain amount of academics to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Whereas I know there's some tiers, tiers down in the States where if you excel, they'll, they'll put you in whatever you need to, they'll, they'll let you get through yeah, uh, just, just to play. And uh, that's not really the case up here. Plus also the, the finances, uh, um, full rides are, are not as lucrative. Um, well, I guess you're not lucrative at all, but they're not, uh, right. they're not as, they're not as grand as, as you would get down in the States either. But, uh, um, it was exciting. I just didn't have uh, French 12. <laughs> and, right. um, but uh, I ended up playing senior bowl down in Vancouver. So I was down here training and playing. We played uh, some televised games. And, um, uh, and then from there, I coached high school ball. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's about the, my career in, in, <laughs> in sports. Um, Actually, when I moved back to Vancouver, I started up a, a flag team in the UBC league, hmm. uh, which was really nice to kind of get back out and play some, play some ball. Um, yeah. And yeah, so that's kind of it in a nutshell. So what ended up leading you away from, from that? It was, I, I kind of was battling with, do I do sports or do I do music? Gotcha. Um and I felt like I would have to really dive into either one if I was going to make a, you know, an honest go at it. So, uh, music one, I mean, the whole time I was doing mm-hmm. sports, I was playing music. We were, you know, I was started writing and recording when I was 12. Um, and, uh, so music was always a, a big part of my life all the way through. Um, and that's, that's pretty much the decision I made. I said, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stick with the music and really try that. And, um, you know, if, who knows if I had stuck with the football, I might've, uh, <laughs> I might've been able to, uh, you know, to pay the bills with my passion. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you don't do that as a musician. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's seasons, so yeah. certain seasons that you can pay bills with, uh, with the, you know, 
but the yeah. passion. That's right. Totally. And, and uh, pre COVID. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that uh, any skills were transferable between uh, between sports and music? Obviously not physical skills, but maybe mindsets or soft skills? Absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, determination, dedication, um, hard work. I mean, if you're going to get anywhere with, I mean, with anything, of course, but um, I mean, when you're in a, when you're in a, when you're on a team, especially if you're fighting for a position, you, you're working, you know, you're, you're going home, you're, you're working on whatever you can, uh, in your free time to, to put yourself in so that when you, you know, when you get back into the, the team setting, you can get yourself into the position where you're, you're the guy they're calling on. And I find that that really transferred into music, you know, um, do your, do your homework, uh, constantly, constantly work, practice, train, get better because, um, when the opportunity comes knocking, you, you want to be prepared. Yep. Absolutely. That's fair enough. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you always play drums when you're, when you're focusing or when you were in the music world? Um, I start, I started my first instrument was piano. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Uh, my first instrument was piano and I played, uh, I was training classically and, um, I made it up to my grade four or five Royal conservatory that I wrote. Uh, and it was sometime in between maybe the last couple years of me playing piano that I started fooling around. I had a little, one of those tiny little junior drum kits. Was it a Hello uh, Kitty one? <laughs> I, I wish it was a Hello Kitty one. Um, no, I, I can't even tell you what the, what, the, what the make was, but I had these pearl high hats and I thought I was the coolest guy in the world. Uh, <laughs> and um, so I was, I was kind of self teaching myself, uh, like uh, myself to, to play a little bit. Um, and there was the crossover with the piano. And then um, uh, a buddy of mine, actually who was was the original bass player in scarecrow uh ryan gilbo he brought over a cassette of uh black sabbath paranoid and uh, yes. that, that was pretty much the turning point for me i was going i'm it's rock and roll now and mm -hmm. i am done with this piano and i just want to <laughs> swing, swing, swing stuff, stuff and, hit, and hit things <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. That's uh yeah. that's really cool. You uh yeah. so as a I guess from a passion standpoint and a uh, and a hobby, it's like you were you're in sports and you were thinking about consider uh you're considering pursuing sports professionally and then you were in music and considering pursuing that professionally, neither of which are particularly easy careers to break through. So it's, it's been, it's been a, a lot of years, Ryland. And uh, yeah, what, what is it, what is it that keeps you going? Like, what is it that keeps that determination going and that uh, uh, um, besides passion, I feel like that's the easy answer. What is it that keeps you going? How do you keep yourself motivated to continue on? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a layered, layered question and we um, like those yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean honestly um 
I'm sure I could, I could take different avenues on this one and, and, and talk for a while on it. It's, I would say the main, as I've been getting older, uh, one of the main things is it's almost like it becomes an obsession to, to, to make, uh, to make something work, you know, that you've been cultivating your entire life. Um, it, to the point where sometimes it, you're so frustrated that, uh, you know, you just, you, you, you ask yourself, what am I doing <laughs> and why am I still doing this? Um, and then that moment you're back on stage and the crowd is going, you know, wild and you're and it's, you're like, oh, okay. Uh, I, I, you know what, I think maybe the, the best response I can give is when I am on stage, um, performing, I, I, it just feels like that's the most right, um, in my world kind of thing. You know, it's, uh, um, it's, it's where it's what I was, I feel it. It's what I was, you know, born to do, born to do, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, you know, I just, I go into this, into this zone as I mean, all um, performers do. Um, and it's that feeling I think that, I, that, that keeps me going, I would say in, in mm, uh, cool. to, to make that, uh, to simplify because <laughs> there's, there's all kinds of things. <laughs> Pride, <laughs> you know, yeah. we can, we can go there. Um, you know, oh. proving people wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hear uh, you <laughs> being, being stubborn. Um, you know, uh, there's, it, it is very difficult and the, mm. and it's stacked against you. Mm. The numbers aren't there. The percentages aren't there. Um, you know, and it, it gets to a point, I, I, a lot of people, when they say, well, it's, you do it cause it's your passion and I, and, and I do do it because it's my passion, but I also do it because that's what I've made uh, a, a certain career out of. And, mm. and it's what, you know, I, I, um, yeah, it's not just passion's sake. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's a, it's a that's a tough one. I yeah, yes. I, I know <laughs> this is a tough one. Man. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes I sit up at night and I ask myself that question. <laughs> you know, I sit and yeah. stare at the wall yeah. and go, "What what makes you keep going?" <laughs> a, a, a friend of mine, um, uh, my business partner with Canadiana, uh, one of the ways that he approaches that question is. Um, when you're when you're on the right path the the universe kind of has a tendency to one challenge you and two give you what you need and so for you if it's if that being on stage and playing those shows is invigorating uh then that definitely kind of indicates that you're on the right path in in our in our business what we're finding is that every time a door closes a new one opens that's even better than the first and it's kind of validated that it's go. on the right path absolutely and so i i definitely hear where you're from because they're like i i I, I understand the struggle of pursuing something against all odds and, and like <laughs> just working stupid hours and just like, you know, just oh. driving yourself to the bone, but you know, it's for something bigger. 
Ab- absolutely. I mean, and the, the sacrifice on, on family events and friends. Um, I mean, I, well, be, since I've been in Vancouver, I quite, uh, before, before COVID, I was pretty much the only, you know, uh, I guess a hangouts or whatever I would have was just with band band members that I, uh, or an artist that I was playing with. Uh, I would spend, most of my free time, if not all my free time in my drum room, rehearsing, going over tunes, um, practicing, working on, um, uh, certain, uh, exercises, um, you know, and pretty much just, (laughs) you know, I'd call my friends back home, uh, every once in a while. And, you know, they're all out on the boat or doing this and that. And I'm like, Oh man, that sounds awesome. And, and I'd just be going in and they'd ask, what are you doing? Well, um, you know, drumming, 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 <laughs> yeah. drumming, 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 drumming every yeah. single night yeah. <laughs> for hours. Uh, and I felt, and that was the biggest thing was, was like, kind of like what you were saying is, um, you know, if you're on the right path, you know, certain things will come. And I, I always wanted just to be, be prepared. Absolutely. You know, if, if yeah. that was to, if that was to pop up, if the opportunity was to, to come. I always just wanted to be in that position where I could say yes. And I'm, I feel confident in my abilities and, and, uh, bring it on. Right on. So, so to round out that question, just to kind of circle around for some of our, our listeners who aren't entrepreneurs or musicians for anyone that's struggling along the path that they think is right. What would you tell them to help them keep going? don't give up it's it's the cliche yeah. one it's yeah. you know but it's, uh, it's so true yeah <laughs> it, it's just so true it's like yeah. um you just uh you work 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 and when you're when you're tired and you're you don't want to work anymore you keep working mm-hmm. you yep. keep you keep going and um i don't know how many times you know learning a certain certain track for for an artist and I would have it nailed and I would go, Nope, play it again, play it again, play it again. Um, you know, just so that when I, uh, because the big thing down, uh, down here for sure is, is you get, you get sent, uh, you get hired sight unseen sometimes. Right. And, um, you get sent tracks to learn, uh, set lists and you show up never meeting anyone show up and play. Hmm. And, and no you rehearsals perform if you, if you're going to be doing that, or if you want to stay on those lists, you better, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be on your game. And I, yeah. and I'm, I'm not big on charting because mm-hmm. I feel like that takes away from, from my ability to put on a show as well and perform mm-hmm. because, because people come to see, they come to see the show, right? Right. They don't come to see a bunch of guys reading off of, and, 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 and I shouldn't, I shouldn't knock charting because, that's it is important to chart and it is important to be able to um to to have that ability and sometimes you don't have time to memorize the songs you get something sprung on you and and the fact that you can chart uh what and uh you be able to sight read while you're while you're on stage or have reference notes is is important for me i i feel like it takes away too much of of being able to put the energy into the show and um Hmm. and so when I would get a call from anyone, I would go and I would work and, and start shedding the songs and go until I, and memorize everything, everything, everything. Just so when you show up, you know, 
boom, you've got it nailed. Uh, yeah. and you could put on a show and, um, and I find, yeah, you, you get the callbacks for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's important. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your, uh, drumming kind of heroes and whether oh. that's, uh, kind of just like current ones or past ones, um, was someone like, like you mentioned when you picked up, like, or heard black Sabbath for the first time was someone like Bill Ward, like a big inspiration for you or, you know what, uh, I love the, I love, I love his drumming. And I love the drumming on that album. Um, but uh, I would say, I would say that the the guy that first captured me would be Jeremy Taggart from Our Lady Peace. Oh, um, nice. His, Represent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, his his drumming style was really made that band unique. I mean, apart from Rain yep. his vocals. Um, but uh his drumming was was so unique uh it was such a it wasn't just a, a groove and just a backbeat it was it was a it was an inch, a full-on melodic instrument in your face i that's what i found yeah. um he really made uh made the the percussion and drums sing and uh he was one of the drummers that really captured me at the start uh what a couple of the drummers from primus um nice T- tim alexander and uh brain um i mean how can you go wrong right. with, with totally. those guys and then of course some of the some of the main like my my big influences would be uh and i'm sure this is a, a shocker for, not a shocker for anyone but john bonham mm-hmm. you know um it, it, yeah you, you can't really say i mean what what can't you say or what can you say it's, he, the guy was phenomenal um and leave on helm from the band oh interesting is cool is another one of my favorites and big influence just a swampy pocket and <laughs> and such an interesting style as well singing those songs while playing mm-hmm. the 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 way he does um yeah just fantastic that's really cool i like them a lot because one you named your band the band <laughs> and it, you if you can get away with that that's just brilliant yeah. well and I, I mean they 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 could get away with it uh mm-hmm. they were just they were titans um i don't i think i don't think a a, a lot of people really realize the influence those guys had quite early on a bunch of big time players. Totally. Uh, and, and pretty much, you know, 90% of the band was Canadian. Um, also, it kind of, you know, that's a, that's a, uh, something to be proud of. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, they just, super cool guys i mean when, when that last uh documentary was called we were once we're brothers have you seen that hmm. one i haven't no have you seen the last waltz the movie it's yeah it's kind of like the um it's the one of their, their last show and uh scorsese oh. actually directed it and um they have guest performers so they do their songs and then they have guest performers come out and they play 
they're kind of the back band for, you know, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, uh, Neil Diamond, uh, Eric Clapton, Bob Dylan, Ronnie Hopkins. It's, it's, a, it's quite a performance. Hmm. Um, a couple of names there. Yeah. A couple of names <laughs> for sure. I think even Ringo walks out at the end and just is like in the back of, uh, you know, <laughs> the scene and he's looking around while everyone's playing and, <laughs> don't get adam started on ringo yeah. <laughs> um, and uh they did another one it's it's it if you haven't seen the last waltz and if anyone out there hasn't seen the last waltz if you want to and you and you're really really into i mean um music or well everyone's into music but like classic rock and extreme talent i mean these guys just blend mm-hmm. talent it, it's it's nuts um that's it's definitely a uh, something to to check out. And then uh, the latest one uh, on the on the band was it's called Once We're Brothers. And um, uh, Bruce Springsteen's on there being interviewed, and he even says he's like you had three of possibly the best rock and roll singers in one band at, at like ever. Yeah. And and so many people just have no idea who Rick Danko is or who Richard Manuel is, and and these guys were just huge influences on big artists. I mean, uh, Eric Clapton a- asked to join, join the group at one point And they said, no. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, uh, you know, and not that they didn't like, like him. Um, it's just, they're like, no, no, we don't. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we've got enough. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've got a roster here. Yeah. We'll have to check that out. It's cool that Scorsese, Scorsese did that. He did it's both really of them. Interesting. I yeah, well, him and him and Robbie Robertson. So Robbie Robertson's one of the the main guys in in the band. Uh, him and Robbie are, are very good friends. So uh, it's, it's it's cool. Fun fact: I just learned about Eric Clapton. Did you know that he plays the solo in "While My Guitar Gently Weeps" by the Beatles? I, d- you know I didn't what? know that. I yeah. didn't. I just learned that this week, and I was like, that makes so much sense because it doesn't sound like a Beatles solo. <laughs> Yeah, because no. none of them are good enough to play it. Oh, Adam. <laughs> You're killing my soul, man. I've been diving into the Beatles lately, and there's a lot of really cool stuff that they do. Uh, I was going to say, so I guess you're not watching Get Back, hey, Adam? <laughs> I, I, well, actually, funny enough is, like, I'm, I I see, I saw a couple, a few clips from it, and and I'm, I'm actually very, very interested in, in watching it because I've heard it's just, like, fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, some of the guys that they have come in, like uh, uh, Billy Preston and, and whatnot. I mean, so there's some cool stories there, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, they just I just saw this one clip. It was like a, it was like a three minute clip, and it and it happened in real time. Yeah. And it was Paul McCartney like at the very beginning stage of writing "Get Back." Yeah. And then it just like showing in that three minutes how it progressed from like him just kind of like basically doing nothing and it kind of just sounded like just nonsense yeah and then somehow it just like flowed into this like into what you know as get back and it's just like and and you're gonna stand by your statement about none of them being good enough to play that solo (laughs) yep oh dude (laughs) that's too funny Oh. That is too funny. Uh, well, I, I mean, funny, funny thing is uh, growing up, I was never a Ringo fan. I really wasn't. Um, and as I've gotten older and, and 
my, um, I don't know how to, how to say this, but, uh, just what I focus on as a drummer and what I listen for, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of loose, loose drumming in, in, in those songs. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, when you listen to those songs and they move and they pop and they bump and they, and I mean, he's, he did a lot of things, right. Uh, even though they sound sometimes like they're not, um, mm. even just lately I've been playing to, um, come together and, and it's just that verse is just kicking and a tom, and it's something so simple, but it's perfectly placed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, that's something that I've been working on as I've matured as as a as a drummer um, is is less and placement and what works the absolute best for the song, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to. Well, you know, I'm just gonna lay down the just crazy groove and what look what I can do type mm-hmm. thing. Um, serving the song and serving the music, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and I mean that's that's been something. Obviously, uh, I mean we all have been doing for a long time, and and people do for a long time. But you 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 uh, um, you evolve as uh, in that in that same kind of practice, and uh, and it's amazing how you you just start to dial it. Well, I guess it also depends on the kind of music you play. But um, for me, I, I just keep dialing things back and back and back. And and uh, some of the simplicity that he puts in there. Also, like, you, you, he's such a signature drummer. You know when he's playing. You know when you hear him playing. Right. <laughs> it's it's just clearly him, which <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, mm. But, you know, it's I've had my, uh, my love-hates with uh, – with Ringo and and then there's times where I've, you know, I've said, oh, I, he's, what is he even doing? And then there's other times where I'm arguing on his side going, he's the best. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's uh love it. It's an interesting thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what of all the shows you've played, what is yeah. the most memorable or your favorite show you've ever Holy done? Holy smokes, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Laying it on thick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's okay. Wow. I've got a doozy for you next Excellent. question, too. So this is, Nice. This is perfect. <laughs> this is, this is, I'm, and I'm, I, uh, I was actually in the recording studio last night, um, till very late and uh running on such little sleep these are perfect right now i think the funniest part of it is that we promised we'd give you the questions to think about beforehand and (laughs) i don't think we ever did (laughs) i was like today i was going what kind of weren't they supposed to give me some kind of thing that i can i could look at (laughs) but at this you know what all together i i also uh, uh you know um I like going on the fly. So yeah. Uh, Surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Most memorable show I've ever played. Oh man. That it is really tough though. Cause I've played so many cool ones. Um, uh, you know what? Nazareth would be one of them opening up for Nazareth. Uh, Is that with you, Kyle? It sure yeah, was. Kyle cool. was there. Kyle yeah. was Kyle was there for sure. 
Um, that was before I played live to a click and we did all of those songs at least triple triple speed <laughs> yeah there, there was a lot there was a lot of adrenaline that day holy yeah, smokes uh, yeah you, you're welcome boys <laughs> yeah i was I gonna broke. say that's all your fault yeah it, it was 100 percent all my fault um you know i would say that's definitely that's definitely high up on the list uh i mean you know that was one of the very first rock shows i ever went to or big concerts i went to as a kid um, I think the very first one was Tom Jones and, uh, <laughs> cool. uh, from that to, to uh, Nazareth and, um, and then to open up for, for them. And we got to meet them afterwards and had some, had some drinks with them. Great guys. Super, 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 uh, friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd have to say that one. And that was in the hometown. I was in Salmon Arm. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Right on. That one was pretty cool. I uh, I happen to have the drum rug from a Nazareth concert in my garage right now. <laughs> <laughs> funny enough, <laughs> that is that is funny. And yeah. where did you get that? <laughs> so a, a friend of mine here in Oak Tokes, a, a colleague of mine, her husband and her owned a uh, tour bus company for a long time, okay. and so they're good friends with Nazareth. They're the like he's the only bus driver that Nazareth will hire for their Canadian tours, and so he lives just down the street from me and and he had the drum rug in their garage and they're like we don't want this do you need a drum rug and i was like okay so now i have it (laughs) there you go fantastic i like it i like it yeah your uh your question kyle kind of led me into my question which i just thought would be kind of fun but also might be impossible to answer the adam and kyle podcast is sponsored by canadiana music canadiana music is a new company in southern alberta that is built to drive the community supporting local artists and songwriters keep a tab on Canadiana Music to hear about information with their local artists, upcoming events, and sponsorship options. Canadiana Music is also a fully equipped production company with a professional recording studio located in the beautiful Turner Valley. Reach out from their website at www.canadianamusic.com for any production or recording needs. Mention the Adam and Kyle podcast to receive 10% off of the label for your next event or recording. Follow Canadiana Music at Canadiana Music on social media. Check the show notes below for links. Actually, it'd be kind of very interesting, I think, for all of us to answer this because um, someone asked it to me the other day and I was like, that's a very interesting question. Um, one of them is uh, a song out there, any song out there that's already been written that you wish you wrote. Oh. And another one is kind of like the Nazareth thing, a band like you, Rylan, as a drummer, like a band that you would be like a dream come true to play with live, whether that's like opening for them or even just like joining them on stage as their drummer. Oh, I, that one's easy. That one's way easier than the first one. <laughs> that one's easy. And, and actually, you know what? Uh, the, yeah, the, the first one's tough um, because there's just, I mean, there's so many songs that inspire me. There's a, there's a few it, songs it, out there. There's a few songs out there <laughs> to choose from in general. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many that inspire me that make me, you know, when I listen to them, it just, you know, you, you kind of disappear from reality and, and, um, but uh, I would say, 
um, one of them would be would be actually the the weight by the band. I absolutely love that song. Hmm. Um, and oh, man, yeah, this. <laughs> Uh, Wheat Kings by the Tragically Hip. Ah, beautiful song. And that's the band that I would I would uh, would love to, dream have. to play with. Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, mm. it's that would have that was the one for sure. Uh, they That'd are my cool. they they are my favorite band. The Hip. The Hip. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Um, yes, tragically hip is my my number one um, for sure. Absolutely. Kyle, do you have answers to either of those questions? Uh, no, I do the second one. I'm just I'm just thinking about the the first one still. So you you go first. Um, I mean the band that I would like to play with live. I think. This would be as a guitar player because that's essentially my main instrument. Probably to join the Foo Fighters on stage would be nice. Nice, yeah, that that would be that would be something. Um, song I wish I wrote. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even know. One of them that popped into my head was Master of Puppets, and I think the reason for that is because uh, I'm just I'm just a, a metalhead, and I feel like that really put that kind of music on the map. Yeah. Gotcha. And to kind of like have a hand in that, I think would be really cool. Yeah. It would be cool to have been a part of something that, that pushed music into a somewhat of a different direction and, or Mm -hmm. genre and created this whole other, you know, um, uh, world. So Yeah, 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 that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, my my other answer was Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> it's just you know the, what? absolutely. The thought, of, the thought of a song like that becoming so in, like recognizable worldwide just still baffles me. And the fact that he came up with that whole choir part on his own mm-hmm. it's like where and where what planet are you from man? exactly how yeah. did you even start to figure that one out no kidding i've and i've thought that with so many songs um i and i and i mean i i guess I, it baffles me but and it shouldn't because when we're when I'm in uh, in studio or, or in um, in rehearsal or, or writing sessions, uh, and and just kind of like how you were talking about Paul McCartney with Get Back, um, how you start with a riff or a, an idea, and by the end, you've created this this arrangement of something that sounds like a song and how it's how it's morphed um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and it just kind of happens, mm-hmm. and then and especially if you if everyone throws in their 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 two bits of this, or let's try that, and how about this for this part, or or whatnot, and um, and then all of a sudden you have this this uh, song. I mean, it's mostly at the start; it's just a shell, and you have to really work it out and and mm-hmm. and um, 
uh, before it actually becomes something that, that functions. But, um, but it's that, it's that aspect. And then, and then you hear someone that, you know, these crazy songs and you're like, how are they even, how did they even think about that? But it's the same process, (laughs) you know, it it shouldn't baffle me, but it does. (laughs) Well, it's, it's the same process, but it's like the, the influences from the day or the week have such a big impact, the perspective of where you are in life, the season. Oh yeah. There's so much stuff that influences that writing process. So while it is the same process there's so many other factors that you can't really uh quantify right there's there's yeah, yeah m- millions yeah 100 percent, 100 yeah yeah uh kyle i just texted you the link to that clip from the from the beatles documentary oh, okay perfect just so you know yeah I'm but gonna, also I'll answer the it. question okay so I, I did come up with an answer <laughs> you came up with one yeah so i would like to have been there to write eleanor rigby with the beatles yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and so I knew I wanted to pick a Beatles song. I just wasn't sure which one. So I was kind of digging through a bit. And they're like early poppier stuff was cool, but like that doesn't really grab me the same way they're kind of experimental, progressive stuff does. And so Eleanor Rigby kind of tells a cool story. It's got the progressiveness uh, and was kind of like a, a cool turning point in, in, in the world with the Beatles. Yeah, no, I I can I can get behind that one for sure. Yeah. You know the the funny thing about the Beatles is, I mean, whether you like them or not, uh, and I, I growing up, I mean, my dad was a massive Beatles fan, and my mom was a massive Stones fan, so there was this battle back and forth. Yeah, there you go. Um, That's and me I, and Adam. I, yeah, and I came out and I was like Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin. Woo! Um, um, Except but, for me, uh, when when people always ask me the Beatles or the Rolling Stones, I always say the Who. Yeah, yeah, and and as you should. I mean, the Who, are, the Who are great. Um, but uh, the they have this timeless entity that's just like they are the band. Mm-hmm. The world, they are the 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 world's band, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh when you listen to like let's say you you did you just all you knew was like kind of the radio like the songs that are played on the radio let it be and um you know i want to hold your hand and love me uh, do yeah Mm -hmm. and hey jude and uh, get back and stuff and then if you were to put on an album for someone they'd go these guys are insane (laughs) (laughs) like like the some of the songs on there on on the albums uh i i like to sit back and throw in um, i got a bunch on vinyl i got lots of our big vinyl collection and and um i like to just sit back and you know listen through the full albums and there's sometimes i'm like what (laughs) what on earth were these guys doing (laughs) on on doing like it's bonkers from from uh just an absolute you know, universal juggernaut of a song to like something that's just, it's insane. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> for, for instance, Eleanor Rigby is off the same album as yellow submarine. Yeah. Yeah. There, it, you, it, go. there you go. There yeah. you go. It's, it's really funny. Yeah. It is, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, you give, you give Ringo any, uh, you know, you give him an inch and he takes 5,000 miles in the opposite direction. Drummers, am I right? <laughs> and you know what? I, I actually, there you go. I, I, uh, I've got a soft spot for that guy. 
uh, <laughs> I do. I do. I, I went to um, Ringo Starr and the all-star band uh, when they were actually in Calgary. I went with my dad and what a show. Yeah. He didn't do a lot of, a lot of drumming. He did some, and he did a little bit of seed. You know, he did Octopus's Garden and Yellow Submarine, of course. And uh, yeah. Um, but uh, but the players, I mean, wow, what a what a group. Absolutely. St- Steve Lukather was playing, and I mean, they did some Toto songs, and it was just insane. Yeah, it was crazy. it was incredible. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, that's awesome. So to answer the second question there, Adam, that one was easy for me. I'd want to play on stage with Iron Maiden. They're like uh, the only band I legit fanboy over. <laughs> perfect. They just yeah. announced yeah. a tour today, by the way. Oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's huh. weird because you're wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt. Right what? <laughs> super weird. I would say nine out of ten podcasts we record, Kyle's wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt. <laughs> Funny thing is, I only have one T-shirt. No, just, yeah. Just <laughs> oh, good stuff. Uh, right on, Adam. Do you have any other questions? I've got a few still that I can think of. Not off the top of my head. I've just been kind of coming up with them as I go. So I'm just winging it. Cool. Go ahead. Okay, Rylan, you've been in the music industry in Canada for a little bit, and you've played with all sorts of projects. You play with cover bands and original groups, and uh, in general like original music I have found in Canada is not nearly as well received as uh, cover music. And so what would you say would be the next steps or the, the, the things that would open people's hearts to original music in Canada? Oh man, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Again, there are many avenues we can take on this one. Um, I would, <laughs> I, how do I say things without shooting myself in the foot? <laughs> that, that is actually why I meant to send you. Que- actually, I would. This question isn't even on my list. Most of the questions I've asked are no, on my list, a, so it wouldn't a, even help. <laughs> this is a very yeah yeah. This is a very good question. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's Canada is a very hard country to to break musically Mm -hmm. um it is extremely difficult to break uh and how to go about (laughs) making that uh yeah you know um it would be nice if if we took a, like a more European approach to music, I mean, there's lots of uh, countries that, that subsidize live music and, and performing and, um, you know, it's, it feels like, it, it feels like here, it's like everyone loves music. Um, but you, if you want to try to make it, it's like, well, what exactly are you going to do for me? And right. how are you going to benefit? How are we going to benefit from this? If, if to, you know, it's, it has a large, yeah, it's, it's a, it's tough. It's a tough one to answer, mm-hmm. man. Um, I mean, it would be nice to see a lot more funding into the, into the arts and the performing arts. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, 
it's something that everybody loves. Not everyone loves sports. Not everyone loves to go into the the woods. Not everyone loves to, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, no, it's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle loves going into the woods. You know I do. What? I, I, I also love going into the woods. I mean, Kyle and I do different things in the bush, but <laughs> you know, hey, I, no, I, <laughs> oh, man. I look at things and I go, Oh, look at that. Look at those, those pretty deer. And Kyle goes, look at those pretty deer. Look at those look pretty at steaks. My, <laughs> look yeah. at my food for the next yeah. six months. Yeah. Um, but uh, everyone loves music uh it's it's the one of the biggest parts of everyone's really personal life and it seems like it's there's these hurdles and and i mean while we were talking earlier it's it's one of the hardest professions to 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 make it in really um Mm. and uh it would be nice to have much more support in general coming back to 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 that world uh since it's such an important thing for everyone um how to go about that i mean well kyle you were mentioning um kind of what you were uh, embarking on and and uh i mean i think you guys are 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 onto something you know that that could that could help yeah um you know more stuff like that uh it's it's a finicky clicky business and, and as, as most things, it's very much who, you know, uh, it's almost mostly who, you know, um, and it is, it is just, yeah. (laughs) What, what to there's, yeah. What to do about it. Um, and how, how to, how to, how to to get there maybe take a bunch of the politics out of it Mm. yeah it would be would be something but i don't know if that's possible what's what's (laughs) unfortunate and like i almost hate saying it is it like it almost feels like an impossible task at this point just because of how society like takes in their music now like well it's and and the whole thing that with the the exposure it's like well you will you know you can play but we'll you know it's it's exposure it's like if you don't and also if you, if you don't pump out the if you don't pump out if there's not enough money out there to go and 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 i know a lot of people like you know they do it for a passion but it is a career and when people dedicate their lives mm-hmm. to it uh they want the return back uh, from you know um where they, where they are in their career, uh, financially. And it would be nice. I mean, you get what you pay for, let's say. And, mm-hmm. uh, the, the more money out there to generate and to get, to get people doing what I do, working, working, working for that. I mean, you would be, it would be amazing what would come out of the woodwork for, for for artists and and being able to get their music to to people and and whatnot um uh and i mean again how to how to really go about all of that it's i don't know i mean music venues are closing i mean our covid didn't mm-hmm. help of course uh, <laughs> no. i know we've we've lost a few of our of our main clubs that we play um and uh but i mean just music venues in in general i mean i don't 
our parents used to go out to bands that were playing every night. I mean, bands would yep. tour, they'd go to Vancouver, they'd play five nights a week yep. at, at a, or seven at a, at a, at a place. And then they, you know, they go to Victoria and then they'd head to Kelowna. Then they go and head East and go Alberta, they go Calgary, Edmonton, you know, uh, and they literally made a living at, I mean, we just don't do it anymore. No, it's, it's, it's like weird. That, yeah. It's like that documentary, Adam, uh, with, with Dave Grohl, the van one, what's that, what's actually called? Oh, uh, what drives us? Yeah. What drives us like that kind of get in the van and tour across the country doesn't happen anymore. Um, and mm -hmm. mostly because it's just not, there's no way to sustain it. Like it, it's, we have, our country's way too big and our cities are way too spread out. And yeah. for you to, for you to go on tour, if you don't have a, a label backing or some kind of a financial backing it, you're losing your shirt. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, you know, because it's just the, the, the money's not there. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that you don't make any money. No, it's just, it's just not there for, for that kind of a feat. I mean, we're, we're, uh, our population is low. We've got cities spread out so far. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of set up to, <laughs> for you to, to not do very, very well, unless you have certain backings, of course, and, and, yeah. and help and help, or, I mean, sometimes you get lucky. There is that, Yeah. you know, um, but it, it definitely, it, it our, uh, the geography <laughs> is not in the favor. No, exactly. And we've got mm -hmm. like big expanses of, well, prairies are hard to drive in the winter as our mountains, but mountains are hard to cross as well. Like there's big physical barriers as well. It's yeah, not just there, distance. There's <laughs> no, there's, yeah, exactly. There's, there's lots that kind of rides against you. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you know, I uh, get the call and they say, we're going on tour right now. I'd be in the, in the van. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You fair, know what, though, I, what I've found though, uh, when you get deep into, uh, to really, um, uh, established scenes, uh, there is a lot of politics. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I learned that very quickly too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of politics involved. Uh, there's ways to navigate it. And then there's, and then, and then also how do you navigate it? <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting world. I mean, I love everything about it and I also get so frustrated at times. Right. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> well, and nothing against some of our older generation listeners, but do you find a lot of the politics stems from kind of those old guys like securing their spots or is it coming from all faces? And the reason I, I ask is because millennials typically work together to bring the whole, the whole industry up in, in a lot of industries, whereas those old guys kind of try to keep it tight and close, you know? Yeah. Yes. To a degree. Sure. Um, but then I think when you get into a certain, uh, let's say genre and in, in a certain area, I mean, people are people, especially there's only so much money to go around mm -hmm. and people are going to monopolize it. Right. They're going to be protective and of it because they're, they're going to be protective of it because yeah. they've, they've done what I've done and worked their butts off to get to that spot. 
Right. And like hell, they're going to give it up and, <laughs> right. and share it unless they absolutely have to. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or cir- circumstances come up where, you know, they just can't do the gigs and, and then course. you get it, you get in or you're in that position and you can't do the gigs. So you have to sub them out. Yeah. Uh, but I really find because the money's not there anymore, like it was before that it's almost a, it's a real sink or swim mentality and and right. and clicks get made and mm-hmm. circles get made and and uh, monopolies get set up and and if you're on the outside it is hard to get anywhere near that mm-hmm. totally that's uh but, but never give up <laughs> but never give up yeah <laughs> Well, I guess, uh, like, um, my next question kind of stems from a lot of that conversation as well, as far as networking and who, you know, so in, from your experience, what's been the most effective within your network to getting you where you are today and how did you nurture those relationships and what, like, have you given back to the network in the same way? Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what? (laughs) Yes. Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that is my response. No. Um, <laughs> uh, what have I? Can can you? Yeah. Uh, what, what was, <laughs> yeah. Let's. Just, so, what was the most effective uh, thing you've done within your network to get you where you are today? Be very nice and pleasant to work with. Mm-hmm. That goes. Mm-hmm. That goes miles above your talent. Totally. Uh, I mean, you talent, talent's good. Yeah. Um, being, being, uh, you know, being good at your craft is, is obviously very important, but mm-hmm. being very good to work with uh, the, the term is, is he a good, is he or she, are they a good hang? Right. Is, is huge. That, that gets thrown out a lot. It's okay. like when, mm-hmm. when they're bringing someone in, okay, well, this guy's great player. Well, is he, a, is he a good hang? Uh, Yes. Okay. Um, no, he's not a good hang. Well, let's try him out and see what happens. Uh, but I would say that's that, that positive, um, perspective, uh, being easy to work with and, and taking, taking that, those moments to, and, and using them as learning experiences too, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, taking it all in and, uh, but being pleasant, being pleasant is huge. That's, that's been probably one of my biggest, uh, um, wins. wins. Yeah. 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 And and I mean, you know what it's, I shouldn't say, and I'm, it's not, it's not something that I'm, I'm pretending to get, you know, to no, no, of course baking it's, it's, uh, you know, some people are easy to work with. Some people aren't. And if you've been in the industry for, for a while, you really know Yeah, yeah, some people are just not, you know, they're good at what they do, but you're like, holy man, I would rather have someone that's that's half the player and just awesome energy and fun. Right. Yep. Right. Um, I think that's so true for just any career or any like it is. anyone you it, come into contact with throughout your it, it career. It is. Just, Absolutely. Yeah, love I, each other and be pleasant. <laughs> yeah, I love each other. Be, be a good be human. <laughs> yeah, be a good. Yeah, exactly. Be a good human. Um, uh, and as for, for, um, you know, what, uh, I mean, I've some of my contacts and networking that I've, that I've had for, for a very, very long time, 
I've still, I still use, um, a friend of mine, her name is, uh, um, Bonnie McGrew. She was big in the scene here. Um, uh, she worked for, uh, chief music management and, uh, 604 records. And, um, uh, I think at one point she was, she was involved with Mariana's trench and Hmm. I mean, she's just very, very, she was, uh, you know, um, very, very high up in the, in the, um, in the music world here. And, and she's been, she was over my entire lifetime. I used to play in a group with her back in, back in the day I played in her band. Uh, and she's been a huge, a huge, uh, support and Mm -hmm. someone that's, that's, you know, um, helped me along the way big time. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and again, I mean, we're good friends, but I think a big reason why she throws my name out there is she knows how hard I work. And she knows that I'm not going to show up and be, a, be an a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, and then there was some, there's another part of that question. What was the end part of that one? Kyle? I, I, I said, how, how do you nurture those relationships and what do you give back to your network? So, yeah. So nurturing the relationships is the same thing as, is, um, is being always being prepared. Uh, that's a huge thing for, for keeping the relationships going, um, creating, getting a reputation for, for, for being the guy that they call that or person that they call on and you're there and you, you've, you've, you've got it. You're, you're on. Um, and as well, uh, friendly, nice, um, be polite take constructive Mm -hmm. criticism. You know, Mm -hmm. when someone said that's the, you know, that's, that's one Mm -hmm. of the, biggest things and and especially when you're working with producers or you're in in studio and and um you know uh, it's very humbling to to think that you're what you're doing is right and someone going that's not working try this and for you Mm -hmm. to have to switch gears get into a different mindset that's not where your mindset is uh, first of all not be offended Mm mm-hmm Yep, you know, yep. because, uh, as we all know, in every single aspect of life, we, we don't have all the answers, mm-hmm. uh, even though we like to think we do, we don't have all the answers. And that goes, that goes for music too. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I've been in numerous situations where it's like, Hey man, that's just not working. Try yeah. What if you try this or, or, or look at it this way? And I, and, and I urge everyone if, especially if people are listening that are, that are musicians and, and coming up, take that criticism and learn from it. Totally. Definitely. Um, if not, even, even if you don't agree, the ability to take the criticism and switch gears and, and go the direction that someone's inquiring about or asking about mm-hmm. is massive. Totally. That's even huge. just to try it, it because like, what's even the harm just to in try try it. It. Absolutely. <laughs> and put the ego away put the yeah. ego away. I mean, yeah. we all have, we all have egos. I mean, even though you say, Oh, it's a band with no egos. I mean, every, we, we all have it. From, <laughs> I mean, you know, I used to go, Oh man, I love, I love it. no egos. No, I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, we're all human. It's a human yeah, condition. We're, we're all, we're, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But to be able to bury the ego at that particular moment and take the criticism, it's a learning experience. Every little step that you can take, especially in this industry, take, uh, any other perspectives, take it, yeah. um, and cultivate that, um, is huge. And what have I given back? Um, honestly, 
I mean, yeah, I'd say what I like in bed. <laughs> Um, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, hmm, that's, I'm sure, I'm sure I've given, uh, given back, uh, I mean, getting people work, you know, yeah. people that I believe in that might not necessarily, um, uh, be in the, in a, in the circle, um, you know, totally. trying to get people involved, uh, you know, um, talking to to people that are struggling in 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 their you know they've 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 lost motivation and whatnot um giving them uh contacts slash uh resources to 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 chase after to um cool to to help them move forward out of certain certain areas uh on honestly if if i could if i could take certain people I know that are, that are struggling and not and trying to get up and coming. If I could take them into the studio and, and, and work with them. Uh, I mean, I would love to be able to have the ability to, um, to, to, to just, and the resources to just to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for sure it, it's, um, getting people work that aren't working is, yeah is, is a huge thing. And I, and I, I mean, that goes against what I was saying with, with the whole, the whole clicks and, and whatnot, but it's okay it to break it, free from the norm it, though. Right. No, but it, yeah. it, it, exactly. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like when people are working, mm-hmm. it, it creates, especially when you have a mix from like you could bring a jazz guy into the country scene. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. it, it adds this whole other atmosphere on stage and, and, um, uh, I, I really like to kind of try to mix some of that here and there. Um, but mainly I, uh, some, some guys that I know that have been going through hard times and, and struggling to, to find work or just motivation and, or, and stuff like that. I, I like to, to get them going, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, so you've cool. got you've got your network that you you've got that have have kind of brought you up to where you are, helped bring you up to where you are, and you're you're paying it forward as well as reciprocating. And and I think that, like in general, that's just a good way to go about life in any industry in any factor of life, right? <laughs> yeah, it's you know, if if the if if the business is happening and it's there, it's it it should be should be there for who whoever's getting into it and wants to wants to tackle it i mean yeah that i mean that's the dream right <laughs> absolutely that's and, the I, dream. And, and to your point from earlier like the people that are coming in and, and you're giving work to have definitely earned it they put the work in as well so you can't just want it to get into well, these no no places, for sure but, the, yeah. wanting wanting is 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 a small is a very small portion of it um uh you have to i mean you're not just going to, it's somebody that's like, Oh, I play guitar. You're not going to be like, okay, Hey man, I'm going to set you up with these guys. You know, there there has, there has to be some level of, of competency in, in the world and, and what you do for whatever your craft is. Um, and, and you know, when they're working, 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 I mean, you you know, it's been, I was thinking about it the other day. It's been, I've been at it for 23 years. Yep. I'm not even that, and I'm not even that old. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
And, yeah. you know, and I know what it's like to just dig, 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 dig. And then, you know, you start rising and then back down and then you're back into something great and then back down. And, and, um, and, and I, I know what it takes to get, to get to a spot. And I know what it takes, which you, which you have to go through, uh, physically, mentally, um, your, your relationships, family, uh, uh, partners, friends. Um, so when I, when I am able to, and I, and I get, have the opportunity to, to help someone out, um, I definitely give it because, cool. mm. because I just, you, I mean, you know, you know what, what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that. Uh, before we start kind of wrapping up here, Rylan, we have a few more questions Excellent. for you. I love, um, I love these questions. Perfect. <laughs> they get easier uh, as we go. Yeah, they do get easier. <laughs> I, I think you're, I think you're lying to me. <laughs> uh, well, this one should be easy. Uh, I was going to get you to kind of tell us and whoever's listening, is there any like projects you have going on on the horizon, yeah. whether that's musically or like what's, uh, what are some of the, the bands you're drumming in these days? Do you have any yeah. kind of gigs I, coming up or what's going on? So uh, I, I drum for uh, a group called The Promised. And um, okay. it's kind of a, a folky, rootsy, bluegrassy. Uh, kind of, it's, it, it's kind of a, all that. It's like a jum, jambalaya of, like, of your country americana roots um Hmm. it's a lot of fun really really fantastic players um and uh was this them on spotify yeah they're super good they're super fun to listen to so it's funny because i'm like the i'm like the uh uh, (laughs) i'm on the website but uh, (laughs) a lot a lot of photos it's they they started out as a trio um bass guitar and, and, uh, and, uh, vocals, uh, uh, Jesse, who's a guitar player and, and Noel, mm-hmm. um, uh, they both, both sing both fantastic. Uh, Casey is an amazing bass player. Um, Casey Shalala, he's actually, uh, lives in Calgary, Cal. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, um, they started to kind of, they wanted to start moving forward and doing a bunch of other stuff. So they've had, I mean, they've, they've had uh, other singles that have come out. They had drummers just kind of come in and do studio work and stuff, but they wanted someone that was going to, um, going to, uh, Hmm. work well, work well with them and, and, you know, kind of be the, be the guy, uh, on, on the kit. So uh, I actually got, I got the opportunity first with them as on a music video. They, uh, they got okay. a grant, they got a, they, they, they won, they won a competition and got a bunch of, bunch of money. And, and I can't remember if they got a grant as well. I can't remember. Anyways, uh, they were doing this music video. So I'd never, I'd never, I'd met them briefly, briefly once, um, uh, just, just in the scene. Um, and I got the call to, uh, they needed a guy to just do drums in the video. Hmm. So I, I learned the track. You know, and of course, well, I mean, in music videos, I don't know if anyone knows it's, it's, it's not quite like you just sitting there rocking out the song. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're more, you're more, you're more faking. <laughs> uh, but, um, you mean I when they're on the field, they didn't bring generators out. They're not actually <laughs> like the amps aren't going. It's <laughs> just this magical, uh, yeah, it, it's all magic. Um, I, uh, but I want to, you know, I, I obviously want to learn the song 
it's what I do. I want to learn it hit for hit and be able to, you know, uh, emulate what's, what's going on there. So um, I showed up and, and I had the song just completely nailed and we had a blast. It was a fun time. Um, we, we, we really gelled as uh, we, it was, the hang was great. Let's yeah. say the hang was great. Um, you were a good hang. I was a good hang. They were a good hang. They were very uh, fun. They were super easy to work with. I mean, I couldn't, the, uh, they're involved, uh, they're, they're signed to a, a label, I guess. Well, I'm part of the band now, but, um, it's, uh, called my tone records. It's an indie label and the owner, fantastic cool. guy, uh, super, super, super nice. And, um, it was just a really cool little fit, like, uh, uh, family that I, kind of came into and then funny thing is my second call for them was to be on a a netflix series um so i was kind of like man i'm what's happening here this is this is great this is great this is fantastic like i've never even played a show with these guys and (laughs) you know music videos and netflix series so we were on uh um an episode of uh a show called virgin river um which during the pandemic you know really made some some noise um it's that hallmark kind of you know uh <laughs> but uh it, it really did very good for the for the song we were on there performing at one of the you know the scene and uh, as a band but doing the original one cool. of the original tunes and uh anyways that's the, the the promised uh so we've got um well there might there could be an, another album uh, possibly uh it, some whisperings of a. Uh, of some more material coming out. I was going to say, are you about uh, to break I, some news here? And yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there's nothing, nothing set in stone yet, but uh, there's murmurs of, 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 of potentially uh, uh, getting back into the, um, into the writing room and seeing what, what happens. Hmm. Um, Will this be first... the first album you record the album with them? No, I, I'm on, I'm on the album that is on Spotify. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a couple, there's a couple of us, uh, drumming on the albums. So, um, but I am on that album. Nice. Um, the, um, Phoenix one. Uh, that's the album. Yep. Cool. Yep. And so that is the album that is out. Uh, currently it's called Phoenix by the promised. And, uh, it was fun. We, I got, we got to, uh, I got to go to the, the warehouse and record, uh, which is Brian Adams studio. Oh yeah, the warehouse um, is such a cool place. Yeah, it's such a cool place. Um, really cool. I worked with the engineer there, Eric Mosher. Fantastic guy. I was sitting there, I was like, so who uh I you know, give me a couple names. And he's like, uh, ACDC Bieber. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Sure. Yeah, you can <laughs> stop only there. the biggest pop star in yeah. one of yeah. the biggest rock bands in the yeah. entire world. I was yeah. like, and you don't know who I am? <laughs> 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 no, it was uh, pretty hum- pretty humbling to be in in this uh, in the studio and um, uh, with uh, working with him and and uh, the knowledge and everything. Uh, and then I I play for another artist called uh, his name's Dave Hartney, and uh, they, I one of I played a couple shows and then I actually ended up on a um, music video with him, um, directed by, uh, Stefano Barbaros, who is, who actually just won uh, his, I don't know how many times he's won, uh, director of the year for the CCMAs. And he's won, I, I couldn't tell you how many times he's won the BCMA, uh, BCCMAs, um, for director of the year. He's worked with hmm. every big artist that you can think of out of this country. Um, 
and uh so i got to uh got to get into a stefano barbarous video and cool. and again what an amazing human being uh cool. just an absolute delight uh is he a I good mean, hang I, he is a <laughs> great hang uh and just such it, it's almost like he was he was so um uh excited and and uh that you were there and you're like oh, what <laughs> like do you know who do you know who you are <laughs> you know <laughs> um and and it, it's like he he was just as excited that that he was working with you as you were working with him and and which was fantastic uh so man he so loves cool. what he's doing right <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, yeah and 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 i mean he's just he's a, he's he's a monster in that world he's got he's just doesn't stop and he yeah. um fantastic so uh anyways dave hartney he's he's got uh, some singles out there um one's called party lights one's called uh, everything girl and i believe he's in the he's in the works for possibly possibly having something uh, <laughs> but i don't know i don't know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> can i say yeah. this can i not say this <laughs> yeah. yeah it's um uh i mean again it's everything has been real slow yeah with uh yeah. with the pro with uh or sorry with the uh, with the pandemic and everything um uh so as of right now there's no real shows on the horizon uh, this okay. is kind of unless you're in a corporate band corporate party band uh, this is a slow season yeah um but uh lots of recording in in the works i've got a couple artists um wanting me to get in and do some of their their albums um i got over to the my tone studios uh to record for one of their artists as well they, they had another recording grant so i've been in the studio quite a bit i was in the studio last night with a project that is that has no name yet um but uh some cool stuff coming out of there and uh, i'll uh, i'll share more of that stuff with you guys when it as it moves forward cool um uh, yeah, pretty much a lot of recording, a lot of a lot of writing and recording right now. Um, uh, but no no shows. It, it it hit hard at the end of August and September. We were playing festivals, and I was playing. We were playing really really good shows at uh, um, Shipyards uh, Night Market North Van, hmm. uh, which is a wicked venue to play. Um, and uh, and then it just boom stopped. Well, not for everyone, not for everyone, but for, 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 uh, my particular world it uh, it just kind of, kind of stopped for the time being. And so I'm just doing what I can until it picks up again. You right. got Omicroned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think once the passports got put into play and, and uh, whatnot, I think a lot of things got, uh, um, I mean, there, there's so many moving parts now. Mm -hmm. I mean, if there were, if there wasn't, you know, battles and, and struggles before, uh, you know, uh, try play, try playing music now. <laughs> yeah. Try playing music and playing shows in the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. It's, it's, uh, it's a whole other world. Yeah. So, uh, I guess how do people get in touch with you and kind of see what you're up to? And like, do you have, what do you do social media or do you have like an agent yeah. or what do you do? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, it's mainly Instagram. Yeah. The Instagrams. Um, <laughs> uh, 
at Wood Ryland is my is my, is it is it a handle? What do, what do the kids yeah. call it these days? Uh, yeah, I think it's a handle. Yeah, it's that's a handle. A, that's what I've always called. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your pseudonym. Uh, yeah. So at Wood Ryland um, is is my Instagram page. That's where I do a, a lot of my networking. Uh, that's where I post stuff. Um, shows upcoming. Uh, posting my stories. Um, I'll post stuff to Facebook now and then, but I don't really use. I I mean, I don't use it a whole lot. Um, uh, but yeah, Instagram mainly cool. is, uh, I don't tweet. <laughs> You're not a Twitter. Uh, not, we don't tweet uh, either. Yeah. I, I never tweeted in my life. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that, that world. Uh, but Instagram, Instagram cool. is a big one. Yeah. Nice. So go follow at Wood Rylan on Instagram and check out what he's up to. I'm just looking at it now. He's got some pretty cool posts. The Adam and Call, the Adam and Call podcast just followed you on Instagram. So. Where's my phone? Oh, I'm on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my face? <laughs> What's my handle? What's my handle? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I like I like Instagram for that. It's yeah, true. absolutely. And I will follow you back after uh, after this is happening. <laughs> after after we're off of your phone. <laughs> after we're off of my phone, I'm sure I could do it while I'm on my phone. But um, nice, yeah. All right, uh, Adam. We have, uh, we have two question? very important questions for you left. Yeah. yeah. Which one do you oh. want to do? Uh, <laughs> I'll. We'll, let's start with the music one. I'll ask him the music one. Okay. Uh, so we always ask our guests right at the end, um, cause we do have another, I was going to say another segment, but now it's a whole nother show. It's another channel, whole nother show called, uh, here's what's spinning where okay. we are, we are Kyle and I dig into like, it kind of started just because of all of the just massive releases that were coming out in 2021. And so we yeah kind of focus on all of those kind of upcoming or current, uh, offerings that we're really pumped about. So is yeah. there anyone, anyone right now that you are really into really digging or anyone that's got some uh, like releases coming up that you're really looking forward to uh, that Kyle and I will check out and then we'll kind of like review them and then oh, excellent, talk, excellent. talk about them on a future episode. Um, the album that just came out this, this last, uh, what is it? In the last six to eight months, Cor Cor Blunt's uh, oh, latest album. Dude. It's uh, "Agricultural Tragic." Is the title? Cool. He just um, announced a show in Vancouver. Hey, he's got he, he did uh, two now because he sold out the first one, so he's added, gonna, an, added another one. I was um, going to say his. I saw that his first one in Vancouver sold out in like yeah five or six I, minutes. I yeah wow. I um. Oh yeah. He, he's, he is what I consider. Um, I mean, he doesn't even consider himself country. Uh, um, but that is Canadian country. That okay. is, yeah. that is a guy that are an artist and the group fantastic band. I mean, those guys lay it down 
it's what you hear on the album is what you hear live and they're fantastic. Um, I love the storytelling. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so agricultural tragic, it actually, he just won CCMA, um, on, over the weekend for, uh, best, uh, alternative country album. Nice. Cool. So, uh, it's a great album. It's wicked. I mean, um, I, I I'm just a huge, huge court fan. Uh, and he, he actually released one just before that called cover your tracks where he does cover tunes. Uh, and mm-hmm. he does, um, he does uh, cover the Rolling Stone. He does uh, uh, Seven Spanish Angels. He does uh, hmm. he does some. Uh, what else does he do on there? Uh, oh, he a wicked version of um, Ride On by ACDC. Cool. Where he, That's where a he great has song. yeah, where he has Ian Tyson singing with him as well in it. Uh, well, there's another. Canadian legend There's right there. another Canadian legend as well. I mean, those two, those two guys are, are real close. Um, hmm. But uh, fantastic, really nice guys. I got to meet a couple of them. We opened up for them at the Beaumont Blues Festival uh, when I was playing with Kirby Sewell Band. And uh, um, really nice, um, you know, really good, really nice Alberta boys. And then I, I believe Grant Simons is uh, the guitar player from, from Winnipeg. Anyways, that's the album. I'd say check out, uh, cool. especially if, if, if you like some rootsy, rootsy, uh, country-esque, you know, um, what a pocket those guys have. Yeah. Check it nice. out. Nice. Check it out right for on. sure. And what was the other question? <laughs> the last question is, uh, <laughs> we ask also ask all of our guests, it's probably the most important question of the episode. It is. And yeah. it, uh, we're, <laughs> My we're, favorite color is blue. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's right along those lines, except that uh, we're, we're, aiming for, we're aiming high for a sponsorship. So the question is, <laughs> uh, how do you eat your Oreos? <laughs> how do I eat my Oreos? I twist them. Yeah. I eat just the cookie part itself. Yeah. And then I get the, then I, and then I go and I can peel, peel the icing out. Yeah. And I eat the icing. And then I eat the other cookie. Dude, represent. Rylan, that's exactly I think we how just, I do. I think we became just, just best friends. That's yeah. To a T, exactly what I do. <laughs> yeah. All three of us eat the Oreos the same way. <laughs> uh, Rylan is. And is there anything else you wanted to, is there anything you wanted to ask us or anything else you want to say to the people before we sign off here? Uh, I, I mean, I'm just, just, uh, just want to thank you guys for having me on and, and you, you've given me some of those questions, um, some food for thought, really. Cool. Um, yeah, we like doing was, that. <laughs> yeah. Which is important. Um, mm-hmm. definitely some things that I, that I'm going to be thinking about and, uh, um i yeah i mean i just want to yeah thanks for having me this was this was good this was fun it was really fun this was really fun and um you guys do you do you usually focus on on musicians or do you do you for guests i I would uh, say we've we've started to gravitate towards musicians just because that's a big passion of ours but we don't focus on it no we like to try and bring a a wide range of people but Totally. Yeah, definitely which, been... which is nice for a variety. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. 
Yeah, we had uh, we had a guy, um, um, Pat Woodcock. Um, he's a uh, ex NFL and a NFL and CFL player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had him on. We had um, Robert Belcham. He's a, a pretty well-known chef in the Vancouver area. We had him on, um, and then some other friends. And like Adam said, we've had a lot of musicians on, but that's because currently our network has a lot of musicians. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we are looking for for anybody who wants to come on. And um, kind of the premise of our podcast being that we're trying to find you know ordinary people who have had just to tell their stories and what they learned through life and how does it apply to other people's lives and and that really crosses across all all industries yeah it's amazing it really is uh because i mean you know people that are that are struggling what they're doing and or whatever else it's it's nice to just hear other people's stories and what they've had to go through and yeah and the hurdles and and whatnot or what works you know that's right exactly that's huge it's huge So yeah, we'll put some we'll put some links in our in our show notes, Ryland, to um to your Instagram, maybe to even the uh the promised album there and maybe yeah, be wicked. try and find links Dave to Dave Hartney as well. Yeah, Dave Hartney. Old Hartney. Old <laughs> Dave Hartney. <laughs> handsome man. What a handsome man. I no, I saw his picture <laughs> on Spotify. I was like, Woo. <laughs> yeah. Love it. <laughs> too good but uh other than that that does it for us today thanks again rylan for for joining us oh, thank you you bet and hopefully we can uh we can have you on again in the future if you have any more if you have any kind of like music projects coming out you kind of sort of teased a couple things potentially so if if and when those kind of come to fruition and you want to do a little promotion um by all means please Come on and we can Absolutely. I will I will for sure be in touch with you guys. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh cool. and speaking of getting in touch, you can get in touch with us, the Adam and Kyle Podcast. Um at Adam Kyle Podcast at gmail.com. Email us any suggestions for music if you want to come on as a guest, uh anything like that. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, as Rylan will soon find out because we added him. and uh also just keep watch for some here's what's spinning episodes that are coming out um and you can follow the link to that show below as well but that does it for us adam kyle and rylan thank you for hanging out with us have a good night guys yeah you too is Kyle here. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself, so please take a second and follow us on all of our social media. Links to our pages and any other information we talked about today are in the show notes below. Check back in next month for some additional conversation, laughs, and new music. And I wanted to give a big thank you to Adam's sister, Amanda Rishog, for designing our podcast cover image. She is a beautifully talented artist that has a tattoo shop here in Calgary called Living Prayer Tattoo. She specializes in fine line work, sacred geometry, and botanicals. Follow her online handle at Living Prayer Tattoo on Facebook and Instagram where you can find all of her work and booking information. And lastly, thanks again to Canadiana Music for the continued technical and financial support which helped make this podcast possible. We will see you next time.